Hey guys, welcome back. Now, we've talked a lot on this show about companies going woke and getting absolutely decimated. So, why don't we talk about companies and, uh, well, not specifically companies, sort of. How about a counter-industry? Right now, the comic book, corporate comic book, like the big mainstream, uh, well, actually, Image, depending on what line you're looking at, Image seems to be doing okay, but Marvel and DC... Their print line is just absolutely floundering. No one's buying it. For example, any comic book fans in the audience, when was the last time you went and bought a comic book? Like an actual comic book. I'm not talking about got excited for one. I'm not talking about watched a, a Comic Island video or a Comics Explained video or a Comic Drake video. I don't know who any of those guys are. I highly recommend you go check them out. It's been a couple of years since I've watched any of their content, actually. But, beside the point... While more of these combo companies introduce more identity politics and more of these woke characters, and the really interesting thing about it is why can't there be any original characters? And why is it that when the original characters come out that do exist, they're like Safe Place and Snowflake? In case you don't know, this, uh, I believe this line did eventually get cancelled, but these were canonical characters in the universe. And they were original to their credit, but it has to be kind of two-faced. They're all social justice worry type comic book heroes. We're not gonna watch this whole thing unless it's funny and I can mock it. My name is Daniel Kibblesmith and I am. Oh the yeah, we watched this whole thing new actually. Warriors I lied. I got interested in the new warriors later. I remember seeing them on the shelf when I was a kid, picking up comics in the nineties and just feeling like they were. Yeah, keep cool reminding us of better times. Like I was intimidated by, you know, Night Thrasher had a blade coming out of his wrist. You know, Nova was really buff. Uh, they were all the edgy characters uh, for the nineties, as the as the cover said. New Warriors, I thought, were really interesting characters because they occupy this really cool space. They're forever young, but they've now been around for 30 years. My uh, editors on the, the previous uh, books I've done, like uh, Loki and Black Panther vs. Deadpool, asked if I'd be interested in doing a New Warriors tie-in that actually poses them as the authority figures in this conflict instead of the rebels. And I really liked <laughs> the tension of that. <laughs> So these characters that are super edgy and kind of like counterculture and, you know, like the rebels who, who, who go against authorities, I thought, what if I made them the authority <laughs> and just completely ripped away the thing I said I liked about their character? Jesus Christ. What the hell, man? My goodness. Because the new warriors are the authority figures in this story, they have to be mentoring new new warriors who are under 21 and uh, subject to the, the laws oh. uh, that triggered the outlawed event. This new law is making it illegal to be a vigilante under the age of 21. The artist on New Warriors Original number concept. one is Luciano Vecchio. He designed all of the new New Warriors and gave them costumes that felt as modern as the New Warriors costumes to sort of feel classic and instantly familiar. So the first character that we're introduced to is Trailblazer. She's a group home and foster kid who <laughs> is volunteering at a uh, senior center when this mysterious threat shows yeah, up. Yeah, it's at a glandular issue, Because she Dora. helps him, she ends up uh, in the crosshairs with this new outlawed law, and she inherited from her grandfather a uh, magic backpack of divine origin. We picked the name Trailblazer because she's da, da, somebody who charges da, 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 She knows that she can do some good with this you know, mysterious gift that she's been given. 
Screen time is a internet kid <laughs> What are these fucking names, dog? What in the Ben rejected Tennyson fuck am I looking at? And that has patched him permanently into the World Wide Web. The word screen time is only ever used in a sort of restrictive sense. And because we're doing a story about teenage rebels, uh, a lot of the names... Yeah, probably because we shouldn't be on our electronics all the time. That's probably why people refer to the term screen time in a negative sense. By the way, I've never actually really heard it used in a negative sense. Usually, maybe it's just because of like me looking at analytics and stats on my end. Maybe it's uh, me seeing it in, in like the business format of it. But that could just be me because I think screen time it's measuring like how long are people watching the screen, like like how long do you have their attention. So that's what it is what it is to me. But perhaps that's just to me in the situation I'm into each of their own. But my man, not to sound like a certain. <laughs> Zinsky! Ah! Uh, uh, rest in peace. Anyway, not to sound like any wackos or anything, but we probably shouldn't be on like our screens as often or as prominently as we are, so maybe we shouldn't uh, work so hard to frown upon the idea of deem of shaming the idea of being on your screens for, for prolonged periods. Says the guy who if people were on their screens, they wouldn't watch the show. Okay. Deal. Good deal. The mental health of my entire society and the better health of the Western Front uh, in exchange for me not having or wanting to do news coverage because people would be not promoting culture war and identity politics as they would be on their computers all the time. Deal. I will take that deal. ASAP. Are about teens uh, fighting against labels that are put on them. So with screen time, we liked the idea that he has infinite screen time. Snowflake and Safe Space are the twins, and their names are very similar to Screen Time. It's this idea that these are terms that get thrown around on the internet for good reason that they don't see as uh, derogatory to take those words and kind of wear them as badges of honor. Safe Space is kind of a big, burly, sort of stereotypical jock. He can create force fields, but he. So. They're. Black? and part of the LGBTQ community, and they go around telling people that nothing offends them. <laughs> Ooh, I would love to see this superhero in real life. I wanna know, I wanna know how long till that power wears out. <laughs> he can only trigger them if he's protecting somebody else. Be a great Harvey non-binary and goes by they them. Snowflake <coughs> has the power to generate individual okay. crystallized snowflake-shaped shurikens. The connotations of the snowflake so right now are something fragile. And uh, this is a character who is uh, turning it into something sharp. Snowflake is the person who has the more offensive power. And safe space is the person who has the more defensive power. The idea was that uh, they would mirror each other and complement each other. E negative so wait, is they, the siblings, goth kid. Right? When he was a baby, he got a rogue life-saving blood transfusion. We assume from Michael Morbius, and now he has a very similar look and very similar thing. vampire powers. B negative also is obviously a pun. It's a blood type. Uh, we oh shit! So he popped out the pussy and went morbid. It was Morbin time immediately. She's great for a vampire character. She... And it's also a proud ownership of the idea of having a bad attitude. 
I want the people who read our new warriors to Goth, feel all of the excitement that they felt. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna cut you off here, my man. I gotta ask you the question. The whole idea behind the new warriors is they're like the edgy punk counter to the uh, like establishment and elite whatever. Why is it that their design and everything they stand for completely backed by every major corporation and government institute, not only in America but in most of the world? I'm just saying, you know, it's it's uh, we're the resistance when everything that you stand for is corporately and governmentally approved. I'm just, I don't know. Just please explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old with a severe learning deficiency. Like, just um, explain to me, like, I'm a five-year-old who just got, like, I came out super slippery, and they just thumbled me a billion fucking times down the hall, and then I ended up bouncing on all the flights of stairs of the baby head first, and then I grew up to be a five-year-old with a really dumpy-shaped head. Explain it to me like I'm that, in, in that situation, okay, please? Maybe then that idea, this ideology will start to make sense to me. We're socialists! We love Apple. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? We're socialists. We drink Starbucks. Unless Starbucks says take down pride flags. And now we're mad. Again, the pride narrative. Corporately approved. So let's continue on. Eric July launches another smashing success for the Ripperverse with Ism 2. Nearly 1 million sold in 48 hours. John D. Arrows? June 14th, 2023. Last year, Eric July made history with the launch of his comic book, Isam. Or Isam? Isam. Right? It would be Isam, right? Because that's the biblical pronunciation. Moving on. Which not only made over 3.7 million in sales with more pre-orders than most Marvel and DC comic book or comic sales, but the campaign also drew media attention from the likes of Glenn Beck and Fox News. I can get behind the Glenn Beck endorsement to some extent, especially with what he did with the troops during the Kabul, and he did more to get troops out of Afghanistan than our own president did. And I also really like the Tom Sewell poster back there. That's actually kind of fresh. I kind of want that poster. I have a Clarence Thomas shirt that says Supreme on it. I don't know where it was. It was more of a gift. But, you know, it doesn't fit me either because I'm a fat boy. Let's continue on. And, and again, this is important because this is an independent comic book. Oh, yeah. This is an independent comic book. Completely funded exclusively through startups and fan support. And it's selling like fucking hotcakes. You love, you gotta love it. There's this play. Am I tripping? Because there's, there's a... Okay, moving on. I guess the video's not going to play. I don't know what's wrong with the video. July's detractors and fans have both been wondering whether the second installment in the new superhero universe dubbed Ripaverse would be a successful would be successful after the first 48 hours which raised nearly 1 million dollars we have an answer Ripaverse fans are here to stay maybe even more astounding or maybe even more astounding my apologies is that Isam Number two's campaign has been plagued by an unresponsive website that has been down at times, which July's team says they are working dutifully on trying to fix. It appears that there is too much traffic for the website to handle, generating, uh, generated by excitement 
of the Ripperverse readers. Nevertheless, it still raised $960,000 and, well, $67. Continuing on. Sorry, but I have my own show to plug here. But let's see, who is this? John Trent. Go check out John Trent with Bounty in the Comics. There you go. Continuing on. Isam 1 received near-universal praise for the book, both with readers enjoying the art and the world, which has, be- which was being built by July and his team. Hey, drink more of this coffee. When it was announced earlier in the month that the legendary comic book writer Chuck Dixon would be joining the Ripperverse for a team uh, for a team book called Alpha Core. Fans also rejoiced at the per- at the prospect of new superhero stories from a man long blacklisted by mainstream companies. I wish I could provide more context. I'm I'm really not that uh that sure. I uh, I don't know a lot of like, the names. Again, back in the day, I used to watch a lot of like those uh, like Comics Explained and whatnot type of channels. Mostly Comics Island for me, but that's kind of beside the point. Uh, so I don't know. I, I Chuck Todd and a couple other like writers. Uh, you know, I know a little bit, but that's kind of it. I only got into like a handful of comic book series. I was really into the uh, Chew comic book series from Image. I got into that. That was something I read for a bit. It's really good about an FDA and like a health inspector who uh, can solve who uh, when he eats something he sees where it came from or where it died. So he starts like solving murders by like cannibalism. It's really good. I make it. I'm not good. Endor- it's not a good endorsement for me, but I, I highly recommend you go check it out. That's, that's kind of it. Like I read. I have like one all comic books I've read, or I've gotten free comic book day comic books, or I've been given comic books. You know, and I've enjoyed those, but you know, I just don't. I just don't really read comic books. I did a lot more when I was a little kid, but you know, just like basic, you know, Marvel shit. Marvel Zombies was, was like, one of the first comic book series I actually got into. But, you know, that's pretty basic bitch entry-level stuff. You know, I used to know a lot more about, like, comic books. But, again, it was only from listening to, like, other people on YouTube talk about them. And then I kind of just lost interest. It's about the same time I started getting to lose interest in the movies. And then Infinity Game and Endgame came out. And then I just have not cared at all. You know, like, 2018, 2019 is when I quit watching all these channels about comic books and you know i got bored moving on but i am excited for this i'm probably gonna go check this out actually is um the isam 2 series campaign or just isam number two campaign which features a storyline by eric july artwork by cliff richards and colors by gabe ethel ethib and letters by eric weathers gives readers a reminder of quote the story so far leading up to number two with this an uh, synapses the story so far avery silman is thrown into a world he thought was behind him when he hung up his suit and must decide whether or pardon me decide if wearing the mantle again is the best course of action the Isam 2 campaign, which features a storyline by Eric July, artwork by Cliff Richards, colors by Gabe Atabe, Italib? Italib. Okay. And the letters by Eric Weathers gives readers a reminder of, quote, the story so far leading up to it, number two, with the synapses, quote, the story so far 
Avery Silman is thrown into the world he thought he had left behind him when he hung up his suit, and he now must decide if wearing the mantle again is the best course of action. In issue one, Avery's sister, Latona, calls Avery to have him investigate the disappearance of a young woman who was last seen with a former friend, Darren Fontano. The synopsis continues, but Darren had changed since, uh, since he was hanging out with Avery when they were young. Instead of the friend he knew, Darren has become a cold-blooded shot caller. I don't know what that is. And one of the most feared men in the city. Okay. Let's see. What is a shot caller? Let's go find out real quick. Shot caller. Plural, shot caller, slang, someone in charge, especially the leader of a street gang, quotations, U.S. prison slang, a prison inmate who holds informal authority over other inmates, and who masterminds criminal activity. Gotcha, so basically the boss. Alright, moving on. Learning a lot as I go already. Hmm. Let's see, hang out, let's see, last course of action, Avery, let's fear men in the city. Moving on. Quote, the visit turns, the visit turns into one of the longest days in Avery's life. Around these parts, people call special beings, experts. And unfortunately for Avery, he has the luxury of running into some of them. The Alpha Corps and Yura have their own set of conflicts, while the living tank known as Saint Juan reappeared to add more difficulty to Avery's life. It reminds this, uh, yeah, it reminds. The synopsis concludes questioning what are the consequences of Avery's choice in part one? Who will come to his aid? Grab Isam too. Ill-advised part two and find out for yourself. I kind of like that. Uh, I mean, you know, there's elements of a lot of pre-existing comic books, and, uh, like pre-existing stories we've come across before. I'm still going to be interested in checking it out. Comic book style, though, reminds me of, uh, oh god, this is why I regret, it's... I'm not even going to go down that road, because of the comic book information I have is, like, mostly faded. I need to get back into it. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. I'll, I'll uh, maybe I'll do that when I, when I, you know, working out, so I listen to comic book shit again. You just geek out while I lift out. The synopsis concludes questioning. Already read that. Moving on. Now it's like, well, James, how do you know the website was crashing because of, of, of like too many people going there? Well, if he's already sold like a million dollars in forty-eight hours, million dollars worth of comic books, and the website is continuous, continuously crashing because people keep going back. Well, I mean, I don't know. The profits already raised, and the website's continual issues sort of look, uh, kind of look that way. That's just my assumption. The campaign also... Well, that's also what the article says. But I, I tend to believe the article is what I'm saying. Also features a high-quality animated trailer featuring July voicing his Isam character in a fight scene, which fans are speculating may lead to a feature to a future animated film work based on the reverse property. You guys can go down here and check out to see if I was right. And they kind of say it towards the end, but it's kind of uh, mixed with the background. Let's check it out.
is a fascinating thing. We often like to think of it as something that just is. But too many people let the past determine who they are. Watching this uh, show happen to be a pre like a pre existing fan of the series. Let me know what you think about it. I, I'm kind of interested in checking it out. Creating even more buzz to delight of the comic of the comic book readers is the news that iconic Green Lantern artist Ethan Van Skeever and DC Comics veteran Shane Davis. I recognize the name Shane Davis actually have joined forces with July to produce covers for Isam 2, or Isam, apparently, too. Uh, Van Skeever tweeted about his involvement as the book released, stating, quote, Good morning. Hopefully you're up for ordering Isam 2. Cover B by me. Actually, it's a pretty dope cover. I'm not going to lie. These actually have some kind of like dope-looking characters. These kind of remind me of... Uh, Oh, God, I can't remember their names from uh, Spawn. Moving on. With the additional, uh, with the addition of hard-hitting comic book veterans to the Ripperverse team and the buzz from readers and reviewers generated by the first issue, it appears as if Isom 2 will be breaking records again to create another success for Eric July and his team. How high will it go? Only time will tell. I'm excited. Let's see what some of the comments are saying down here. Boogie Turtle says, "I'm really happy for the Ripperverse, and I purchased a cover. I purchased covered A, signed and grabbed. However, what is going on with his website? It keeps crashing. I'm thinking it's the cost of bandwidth, and he's worried about since everyone keeps refreshing to see the camp see the campaign revenue." Uh, Dulipa is hot. I'm not a superhero comic book kind of guy, but honestly, we'll always pull for the indie folk. Absolutely. Well done, Eric. Again, kind of the same thing with me. If I go to a party, uh, I will you know, get like a local beer, local brewery type deal, and I'll bring that with me. I don't usually get like the bigger corporate stuff. I try to just go local anyway, but I've been advocating for shopping local any way you can on this thing for a long time. I would endorse Public Square, but I don't know about for you, but for me, that is like fucking nothing on that app. So, you know, when that fills out a little bit more, I'll, I'll happily, you know, I guess maybe, you know, if you have a company, put yourself on Public Square, but, you know, always shop local is basically, you know, a lot of like, uh, there's a lot of farmer's market in my area, especially now that it's like going to be summer, so I'm really looking forward to that, a lot of different produce for good prices on the side of highways and whatnot. Good stuff, good stuff. Glock EDC, based fucking name, my guy. 
Not my cup of tea, but happy for them. I respect that attitude. Uh, Errant Beetle. These will be the last one. Errant Bell. Eric July must be exhausted. He's churning out comics and content nonstop while trying to rebuild an industry. I guess I'll go check out his YouTube content a little bit more. Anyone uh, anyone familiar with that? Like I said, if you're familiar with this, let me, give me some reviews. Give me some opinions on it. Congrats to the success of Eric July. After the big hit of the first issue, now the next hit is around the corner. Like the pre-sale numbers are shown above. Furthermore, I saw on YouTube Ripiverse that Chuck Dixon joined the team of Eric July and they prepare another comic book, uh, another comic with the name Alpha Core. Poop. Indie comics are uh in yep, indie comics are have a run. I'm happy for them. Alright, there's a little bit of a typo in that comments, but you know I can barely read half the time. So while this industry crashed and here's the thing, a lot of people or I, I, I know Marvel and all these industries are having a fucking issue, but the independent line that aren't pushing politics seem to be doing success. I think the example here is, uh, don't go, don't go woke, you'll stay afloat. I don't know. We'll throw something out. Marvel comic writer Steve Orlando admits comic book sales are struggling. Predicts his Scarlet Witch series might get canceled at least at 10 issues. From June 5th. Ouch. Current Scarlet Witch writer Steve Orlando recently admitted that sales on the series are struggling alongside the whole industry. Yeah, and people go from gaslighting to just talking about how bad it actually is. In a now-deleted tweet, Orlando tweeted, quote, Sales are struggling alongside the whole industry. Right now, we'll hopefully get to 10. It's deleted probably because Marvel threatened him and came down on him a little bit for saying that. He added, quote, to get even 15 issue, fifteen issues, sales will need to continue to climb. Here it is. Are these sales of Scarlet Witch doing okay? Do you think we could expect to have at least 30? <laughs> Fuck no. Oh, this poor person. Look at their thumbnail. It's Scarlet Witch. It's unfortunate. But why the movie one? The movie one sucks ass. Orlando then speculated that the cost of the comic might have something to do with the sales across the industry struggling. He was nah, just across the big mainstream corporate industry. And that's the thing. You know, when you get to a certain size, you have to be really careful. The bigger you get, the bigger the audience, the more you rely on that audience if you expand your cost. Whereas an independent comic book can keep its, its cost low and constantly keep a good overhead. He responded to users who wrote, quote, Comics are crazy expensive now. I'm all in on MAGA. On MANGA. Which is more affordable. I hear that. But again, not really my thing. I liked some anime. But most of my anime comes from like Adult Swim Toonami. Like 2005 to 2012. You know, so a lot of like desert punk and shit. So I, I just don't. Anyone in, into them Japanese comic books in the audience? Leave me uh, some recommendations. Maybe I'll check them out. Just listen, I'm looking for things to start listening to while I uh, start lifting. Orlando replied, quote, I'm with you. Not that prices are up, too. We're in a weird spot where folks in general keep wanting a higher and higher production value and paper quality, which is part, but not, but which is part, but all of it, of course. Okay, but she didn't say, but not all of it, of course. Anyway, okay, got it, got it. They're, they didn't fully translate here. So down here it says, but not all of it, of course. Moving on. Uh, Alludicating Orlando's comments, 
even more is that the ICV-2 reports, not familiar what that is, the series was the 8th most sold series by units in April 2023 according to its Comic Hub system that tracks point of sale data over 125 stores selling American comics around the world. So, I mean, it's safe to say that this hero is a Christian-based hero. I, I wonder how that plays into it, because, again, you know, give me some shit in the comments if you want with this one, but you can get too into the identity politics with religion, too, and I say that as a Lutheran. Again, leave, give me shit in the comments below, I, I understand. Now, <laughs> but I I'm very curious to check this out. I'm actually quite interested. I'm going to check it out. I'm just kind of figuring out because I, uh, I'm, I'm debating what the title of this video is going to be. Do I say Christian, independent Christian comics, uh, sells? I don't know. I think of the title in my head, but I don't want to clickbait. I, I hate clickbait titles. It says that after I just Trump rolled, Rick rolled, Trump rolled everybody in the audience. I don't know. And to be fair, I did that on all platforms. So, bitch, shoot, relax. I love you. Rumble's over there having a laugh at it. Anyway, the seven titles that outsold Scarlet Witch, number four, were The Amazing Spider-Man. Well, that's like a forever running line. 23, Batman, 143, Spider-Man, 7, Guardians of the Galaxy, 1, Amazing Spider-Man. Okay, twice in the same spot. Venom 18 and The X-Men. The series fell to 14th on the most sold series by dollars, being bested by Batman, number 134, Amazing Spider-Man, 23, Guardians of the Galaxy, number 1, Spider-Man, number 2, Avengers Assemble, Omega-1. I don't have anything to do with Omega Red, actually. I like Omega Red. At least I used to. Marvel vo uh, Marvel Voices, Spider-Verse, number 1, Amazing Spider-Man, 24, Batman and Joker, The Deadly Duo, number 6. That actually sounds kind of dope. Sins of the Sinister Dominion, number 1, Venom, number 18, X-Men, number 21, Immortal, X-Men, number 3, and Spider-Man, number 3. Again, I kind of fuck with this artwork. This artwork's actually kind of cool. It's a shame there's nothing good in it. The month of April appeared to see the series move on the charts. In March, Scarlet Witch, number 3, was 13th in the most sold units and 22nd in the most sold by dollar scarlet which two uh 17th uh was 17th in units sold in february and 12th in most sold by dollars icv2 reported in january that the debut issue was the third most sold comic book by units only being bested by amazing spider-man number 17 and batman 131 it was the fifth most sold, uh, uh, most sold comic book by dollars, behind a Nightwing episode, uh, comic book 100, Amazing Spider-Man 17, Batman 131, and Batman One Bad Day Bane number one. Is that okay? If you say that's a new one, I feel like I've heard that one before. Again, kind of dope comic books. Again, I got out of listening to things like Comic Drake and all them because of just, like, the politics and everything were slipping in so much before 2020. I just tuned out. The fact that a series that is currently the 8th most sold series and the 14th most sold by dollars might get cancelled after 10 issues shows the story the sorry state yeah, Canadian for a second, that both Marvel Comics and DC have wrought upon themselves. They did it with shabby storytelling 
immoral, immoral propaganda promoting all sorts of diso- uh, disordered lifestyles. <laughs> Based. As well as just plain hatred to those who rejected it and called it out. Not to mention enjoying numerous creators who aggressively deride people letting them know what they are doing was wrong was indeed wrong. Yeah, it's never a good idea to snap at fans when they give you genuine criticism, but also know how to respond to people who are just giving you shit in general, if you're going to respond at all. I tend to respond to people giving me shit with a little bit of a lighthearted sense of humor. And the readers and customers, they drove away, do not like it, uh, do not like, they will return, do not look like they will return anytime soon. ICV2's April 2023 Top 20 Adult Graphic Novels list, uh, list has only one Western published title on it. The list that being uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin. Uh, isn't that the one where all the other Ninja Turtles are dead and it's just like Michelangelo? I, I, I've heard good things about it, but I haven't checked it out either. Every other title is either a manga or manhua. With One Piece, I thought One Piece was a Shonen Jump thing. Anyway, Volume 102, uh, Keiju Number 8, Volume 6, Spy X Family, Volume 9. Uh, taking the top three, I should admit something though. I am a JoJo fan. That's why I know about Shonen Jump. I'm a JoJo fan. Oh man, I just invited something upon myself, didn't I? Alright folks, I'm just gonna let you see this list here. There you go. Well, One Piece has been going for like a million fucking years, too. What if the One Piece was friendship? <laughs> Imagine! Oh, I mean, how else do you end One Piece? There's no satisfying conclusion at this point, right? So it's like friendship, right? It has to be. Because if you end it any other way, you're gonna piss so many people off. Even if you end- I don't think there's a way to end it without pissing people off. That may be why they just keep it going forever. What do you make of Steve Orlando's comments and what it shows and what it sa- uh yeah I feel like you should say what it says but okay and what is show what it shows okay so here it says what is shows so I'm glitching out trying to read that about the state of western comic books specifically at Marvel Comics and DC Comics yeah fair Let's see what the comic looks like down here article by Ernest Bell again okay Physical media is dying. Consumers have less to spend. International competition grows bigger and stronger each day. Political propaganda has poisoned the well. Partnering with the film industry did not expand the fan base. It divided them. Yeah, bigly. The industry needs strong leadership and wisely crafted plan for the future. Merely to survive. Well, this isn't the first time the comic book industry as a whole has teetered on the brink of destruction. But I think the movies have honestly speed ran that process because we all got addicted to it and like all drugs, you know, they gave us more and more and more and more. They gave us to the point where well, originally it was like what you'd get like one Marvel movie a year, then you start getting like maybe two or three a year. And then like now there's a new Marvel item every month, a new show, a new movie, a new toy, a new game, a new mobile game. It's just too much. Everyone wants to compare it to the Westerns, and I just don't think it's comparable because the Westerns just were not this obnoxious. You could escape it to a certain extent. You just can't escape the shit anywhere you go. It's just as prevalent as the woke pro- as the woke bullshit. But moving on. Alas, 
I see no evidence of either when looking at a creator who begs fans to buy his work, then deletes his plea when informed his desperation is not the right look for the industry. Dark Pantheon, that's a great name for a band. Not to mention, instead of doing single issues, they should instead go straight into graphic novel formats. Yeah, long form wouldn't be a bad idea either, but again, the issue with the long form stuff is you're going to find people who want to sit down and read that whole thing. You know, some people, when they look at comic books, they don't want to, they don't look at comic books and think, you know, big, fucking, thick things like Walking Dead volumes. You know what I'm talking about? Like Walking Dead volume one through whatever they got to. I only had one through six or one through five, something like that. But, yeah. So while Marvel and big corporate comic books are just crashing and burning in every fucking direction, independent comic book creators are exploding onto the scene. Rightfully so. And that's why I say you gotta support these independent content, uh, uh, independent content creators. And while so many people right now, especially with all the boycotts going on, are looking for any alternative right now, independent content creators are the way to go. And a lot of people are going that way. So... We are here to support small independent content creators. And I'm going to start doing something on the show. You know, I have a small little chunk of the internet. I think accumulated across all my platforms. I'm maybe like 1,500 tops, but still. I'm uh, I'm just going to start picking channels at random and giving them shout-outs. And not, they're not going to be like big channels. They're going to be like smaller channels, startup channels. I'm going to give them shout-outs at the beginning of my episodes. Not all the time, but, you know, periodically. Maybe more and more as time goes on. But that being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I've been your host, James Madison. If you have a channel and you create content, leave me a link in the description below. And by the way, guys, I have nothing. To, I, I'm completely fine with people linking their shit in the comments below. If it's like a, a, a scam or an obvious scam, I'm going to leave a little comment saying this is a, blo- a, a, a bot. But guys, for real, plug yourselves. Tell me what you, uh, any content or, or whatever you got going on, post it in the comments below. Now, whether or not the platform takes your comments down, that's their fucking problem. I'll talk to y'all later. Deuce. America's been drinking beer from a company that doesn't even know which restroom to use. That's why I created Conservative Dad's ultra-right, 100% woke-free beer. As conservatives, we're constantly getting hit in the face, left and right, by the woke mind virus. But the last place we want it is in our beer. If you know which bathroom to use, you know what beer you should be drinking. Stop giving money to woke corporations that hate our values. And to the rest of you woke corporations, stay the away from our kids. Buy yours online in 42 states at ultrarightbeer.com.
Tastes like freedom.